Hello and welcome back to Kimberly's Italy. This is a piccolo pezzo. And we've decided that every once in a while for these piccolo pezzos, we're going to give you a recipe. Yep, a recipe of pasta, lasagna, pizza, you name it, anything Italian, because why not? Because we do it really well. I just want to say that anyone who uses these recipes in the future must give us credit and tell the people at your dinner party when they're going, oh my God, <laughs> where did you get this recipe for sugo di Roma? Well, let's be fair. I got these recipes from my Italian neighbors. Uh, it only goes back one generation. We don't roll <laughs> no, back. No, it doesn't. We don't roll back. No, no, no. no, no. no. Every time we have a sugo di the Roma, we give credit to Susan. And then everyone else back to Cesare. Okay, no, 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 no. Anyway, let's go. Well, I do want to say that all my recipes, we've, we've got some other ones on the side, but all my recipes from my Milano days came from neighbors like Signora Bergamaschi, you know, the woman... With the box, me with yes. the boxed wine. <laughs> My neighbor who taught me pasta recipes every Tuesday night. And you bought a five euro bottle or five. You and know, I was her best friend. You're her best friend. Yes. That's in a Milano episode. <laughs> she was amazing. She taught me so much. And like I mentioned, Susan was my neighbor in Via Meda, the apartment with Pino and the Pistola. You remember that story. She was an American and. Married an Italian, had a couple of kids, and she was a food critic. So imagine how good she was in the kitchen. Aren't we all food critics? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Wait. So cucina is the name for kitchen, is the word for kitchen. And I, on a little side note, I want to say that when my Italian friends would be talking about, oh, and we need to go into the chicken, kitchen and chicken very easily confused for an Italian when they're trying to speak English. And I just love that. They call a kitchen a chicken more often than not. <laughs> I love that story. Is that free range? I don't know. But anyway, so we have so many recipes, but to be honest, we like cooking on weekends. We spend hours and hours on a good pasta sauce on the weekends because why not? And we have friends over. We love to share it because if you spend so much time on a good sugo di Roma and everything else, it's it has to be shared. Exactly. But on weekdays, when we want to have a pasta, this is one of our go-tos. And I think it's delicious. Um, we use normally uh, fresh little cherry tomatoes, local regional cherry tomatoes in season, but you can still use this, these cherry tomatoes all year round, you know, what you can buy at the grocery store. But when you get them fresh, they're that much tastier. So little cherry tomatoes that previously I used to cut in half and painstakingly put flesh side down, as it's called, <laughs> Was, on a big cooking it sheet. Was, it was tedious. It was, especially if I did this for a dinner party. I'd have every cooking sheet, baking sheet we own lined with parchment paper, olive oil on it, cut 
washed the tomatoes, cut them in half, put the flesh side down, and filled every single baking sheet with these tomatoes. I would buy like the farm stand out of cherry tomatoes. Anyway, you can now, or I now, just do them whole. I saw something on Instagram, I think, this summer. I was like, what? You know, you, you might can do this. You whole? might be excommunicated, church lady from the Church of Italian Cooking, for doing that. No, I think this came from an Italian uh, okay. Instagram site. Okay, so, okay. what you do is you take these tomatoes. You can either spend hours cutting them in half and putting them flesh side down, or you can put them whole on baking dishes. You sprinkle. I sprinkle. I like pour olive oil on it. I don't really sprinkle. <laughs> I put a lot of olive oil on it, roll them around on the parchment, and then a lot of pepper and some salt, and you roast them slash bake them in the oven until they get soft, okay? The other ingredients to this super simple sauce are obviously garlic, red onion, more olive oil, the tomatoes, lots and lots of Pinot Grigio, and fresh basil and parmigiano at the end. So the process is you chop your garlic while the tomatoes are roasting, but it doesn't really take that long. So you can do this beforehand. Chop your garlic, chop red onion very fine. And then while your tomatoes are finished and you've already had your garlic and red onion in the olive oil on low simmering, until the garlic and the onions almost clear, you add the tomatoes that already have some of their own olive oil. Then you slowly start adding the Pinot Grigio a bit at a time. It evaporates off, but obviously you, you still want to have Pinot Grigio in there, of course. Mm-hmm. It adds to the flavor. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't take that long either. Meanwhile, you're boiling your pasta with a little bit of salt in the water, and we choose... By the way... Wait till the water is boiling before you add the salt. Incorrect. No, I'm telling you. Then it makes that big boom. No, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Is that is that the Italian law? That is. Okay. Who knew? Let someone Google that. Okay. I'm half Italian. <laughs> someone Google that, and we'll see what the story is. I hardly ever add salt to the water. I no, yeah. I do when you leave the room. Okay. <laughs> anyway, you can choose any kind of pasta you want to go with it. And we normally do a thin spaghetti or a linguine, sometimes an angel hair, and occasionally Tom makes fresh pasta. Well, he makes fresh pasta a lot, but for this particular sauce, if we have friends over, he will make a fresh pasta. I I make it for special occasions. And if I had my way, Monday through Saturday (laughs) would be special occasions. (laughs) I know. Well, we have to try and restrain ourselves from eating pasta every day. The Italians do. I mean, I lived with Italians, saw Italians every single day of their life. Signora Bergamaschi ate pasta every day. But they eat small, small amounts and only one helping. Mm. They don't have anything to eat in between. You know, they can pull it off because they control themselves with the amount of pasta they eat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, can we go back to the tomatoes? How long should you cook those tomatoes for? As I said, it doesn't take that long. It's maybe 20 minutes until okay. they just get soft. Okay. So it's easy. It's such an easy, easy recipe. 
After you've added the tomatoes and the Pinot Grigio, you give it maybe 10 minutes tops, your pasta's cooking, and then you obviously only cook your pasta al dente, drain it, strain it, put the sauce back in the pan with the pasta, and you have to get good at knowing how much sauce to how much pasta. Stir it up quickly, put it in a warmed plate, warm bowl, add fresh basil leaves and Parmigiano, little pepper on top, and voila, that's it. You can also add little roast, uh, little um, hot pepper flakes if you care to. Mm. Anyway, it's very easy and a good weekday meal. And like I said, if you can't have fresh uh, regional local tomatoes in the summer months, just do the store-bought cherry tomatoes, and the flavor comes from the wine and and the pepper and the salt and everything else you add. So there you go. There you go. Tom would eat this pasta every day of the summer if if it were up to him. And leftovers for the previous oh, yeah. night the next day for lunch. <laughs> so I'd have pasta twice a That's day. That's another right? big no-no if in I Italy. Yeah. No one does leftover pasta. They know exactly how much pasta to make for each group that night. They never have leftovers or let me put it this way. I never saw them do it. Well, one of the highlights of my life is leftover pasta. So anyway, <laughs> but more importantly, you need to give our listeners a little bit more of a predefined recipe than some tomatoes, some garlic, some red <laughs> wine, and some, uh, or, or excuse me, some Pina Grigio and some onions and throw it all in the bucket, just like Signora Bergamaschi did. I know. She taught me free form. Yes. Okay, here you go. Here are the specifics. Let's say this recipe is for four people. Therefore, you'd get four pints of cherry tomatoes and about a half a cup of finely chopped red onions, four cloves of garlic, or more. Or more, yes, definitely more. One cup of Pinot Grigio, which cooks off when you don't have the lid on the saucepan. The alcohol cooks off. Exactly. Another cup later if you're into that. So do have at least a couple cups of Pinot Grigio readily available. And then a quarter cup to maybe a half cup of pasta water after your pasta is al dente. Right. You remove that pasta water. And that, the little foamy, starchy stuff kind gets of. to the you top. Put it to the side mm-hmm. to add after you remove your spaghetti, linguine, angel hair, etc. You remove that half a quarter to half cup of pasta water that you will mix in. With the sauce, because that adds the silkiness that allows the sauce to really attach itself to the pasta. Very technical and very true. (laughs) And I would say for four people, at least one box of spaghetti, linguine, angel hair, etc. Maybe a box and a half. We always cook too much pasta for the sauce, but that's just our our fatal flaw. And there's nothing wrong with that. Because then you have leftovers. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and lunch the next day is wonderful. It's okay here in America. And don't forget the Parmigiano. Lots, lots, yeah, lots yeah, of yeah. Parmigiano. <laughs> <laughs> that should do it, Amici. So in another couple episodes of Piccolo Pezzo, maybe we'll do Sugo di Roma that I mentioned before. 
my neighbor Susan, that was my favorite recipe of hers. And to us, it's a treat. It's very, very time consuming. Lots of cooking off of chicken broth and wine. And I mean, that's like a five hour it's so sauce. And it's so low calorie. Yeah, there's, there's, um, well, anyway, that, well, we'll okay, get it in we the won't future. give it away. Okay. So our next episode next Tuesday will be Venezia Parte Due, our second episode on Venice. And we will pick up where we left off with the, you know, notorious parking lot attendant situation. (laughs) So thank you very much for listening and we'll see you soon. Grazie e ciao ciao. I'm hungry. (laughs) Naturally. (laughs) 